This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Shooter ready. Stand by. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. We are your Second Amendment community. Interviews, product reviews, politics, trivia. Gun Owners Radio has it all and more. Check us out at gunownersradio.com and tune in every week to hear Dave Stahl, Michael Schwartz, and all our guests talk about everything Second Amendment. Here we go. Folks, welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Self-defense events happen in seconds. In the time it takes to listen to this commercial, your life could change forever. And I pray you're never forced to shoot in self-defense. But if you must, then you must be ready. That's why USCCA exists. Because every responsibly armed American should have the training and education to navigate a self-defense situation. And should you ever need it, the 24-7 critical response team is right there for you. To discover more about USCCA, visit uscca.com slash G-O-R. Act now because the life you save could be your own. That's uscca.com slash G-O-R. Just announced. Yes. Are you coming to the Christmas party? I was there last night. I know. It, you were only a month early. I know, but I, I'd rather be early than late. San Diego's Christmas party, December 19th at the Bally High. <laughs> Doors open at, uh, I think we're doing it at 6 o'clock. Might be 530. It's 5.30. Um, actually, all three packs, the Orange County Gun Owners, the Inland Empire Gun Owners, and the San Diego County Gun Owners are all having our Christmas parties coming up. Uh, San Diego just announced theirs. Like I said, it's on the 19th. No RSVP required, totally free to attend. You might win a gun, all the excitement, all the cool stuff happening. Um, so please go to the website uh, and uh, check out the information and then uh, show up. Come out and have uh, have fun with us. Bally High, out Shelter Island. Inland Empires is on the 10th. Go to inlandempiregunowners.com for more information. Uh, it's actually at the Thompson's Brewery in Riverside. And then um, Orange County's having theirs on the 17th, which is Saturday. And they're having theirs at Taps Brewery and Barrel Room. Two breweries, man. Can we party or can we party, right? Oh, yeah. You know how to do it. And Bally High, the South uh, South Pacific Room. Uh, nice view of the ocean. So there you go. Um, th- now, the Orange County and Inland Empire Christmas parties do require RSVPs. So please go to their website. And uh, be sure to reach out to Carla and Heather and RSVP. Let them know. I think you have to buy tickets for theirs. San Diego's no purchase required. Just come on down. There'll be some, a little bit, a little, little bit of food. There'll be drinks for purchase, and then again, you might win a yeah. gun. What's the a menu? Three hundred blackout. Uh, Tavor. Oh, the menu. Um, I don't know, like sliders and appetizers. I'll just go see if it's worth coming down. I'll be kidding. Jolly Ranchers. Since I was there last night, I'll get you a bag of Jolly Ranchers. We had a great time last night, by the way. What I don't understand. Where did you go last night? <laughs> did you really try to go to our Christmas party? No, but I I was a bum because I didn't. You're all mad because you didn't. Well, I ended go up going to the, the Barona Speedway. Uh, you know uh, it's November Day, right? I know, and it was colder than a well digger's. You know what? Really? So oh, what was going on at Barona? It was a Barona of, uh, Championship Trophy. You know for the uh, uh, for the Dirt Series race mm. cars. Oh, nice. Yeah, next, a lot of people. Next a lot of fun. year, 
Action Jackson's going to get a trophy. Action Jackson? He's getting ready. Are you getting a, when are you going to start racing, bud? Well, he, the season's over, so he has to now get the car tuned up. Right? Yeah. Uh, yep. You been sleeping in it? Uh, no. You been in it lately? Uh, probably not. Yeah. You been dusting it off? Getting it clean? Uh, yeah. Good. Gonna we got We got to let your you, mom drive it. We got to get you like a race car name, a racer, a racer Action name. Action Jackson. Action Jackson. That's more of a superhero. Uh, we got to get him his his race race car driving. How name, about like. Lightning Jackson? Lightning. <laughs> that actually sounds pretty cool. Huh? I I think so. Don't you? I'll consider it a maybe. Maybe. How about Mater? <laughs> uh. How about Ma- Sh- how about Schmedley? No, Mater Jackson. You'd be a tow truck. Uh, I don't have a tow on my car. We'll put one on for you. A great big hook. What do you think? You'd scare everybody. They wouldn't want to come near you. Because uh, you have a hook. <laughs> so, all right. That's your hook. Are you ready for Thanksgiving? Uh, Yeah, we even have a blow-up turkey. Are you already hungry? You going to carve it? Uh, No, you it's a blow-up. Yeah, don't carve, carve a blow-up blow turkey. It'll blow up in your yeah, face. You'll blow up the blow-up turkey. Uh. That's ridiculous. Or are you going to go down on your, you know where the best place to go for Thanksgiving is I, your dad's ship. <laughs> I'll bet it's probably right. You probably got a bunch of, uh, bunch of grub oh, on that tell ship. Tell me you have a, a, a lame cook. They're having a big to do. See, see. There you go. The Navy does it. And the right. Navy, have you ever noticed the Navy always eats better than everybody else? What? What do you say? They have more storage. One of the perks. One of the perks. <laughs> So I am thankful for the election. We did a fantastic job here in San Diego. We did a good job in Orange and Inland Empire. Um, we're actually going to have Brian Pepin, who's somebody that we endorsed and got elected in Poway to their city council. He's going to come on in the next couple of segments, and he's going to do an overall analysis, not just uh, talk about himself or his race, but because um, he's a, he, he's been in politics for a long time, uh, really smart, good dude. So he's going to talk about some of the races, uh, give us some of the highlights and some of the inside baseball. And, uh, and then uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the sheriff's race. <clears throat> and, uh, of course, uh, we'll have uh, Stephen Gutowski in the next hour. And we're going to have Sam the Gunman. We're going to have a really good show. We're going to talk about some of the things that are happening uh, nationally and locally, um, but I got to tell you guys, we just we just went through a really hard election. Mm-hmm. Um, as with every election, there's some good, some bad, and some ugly. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are uh, it, 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 now now's the time to build. Um, now's the time to uh, spend spend some time, you know, uh, figuring out how much more you're going to do next year um, than and you did better, this year, and how much better we're all going to do because we nothing was a landslide. Another was like there was no there was no and and you you can't count on that. No, I, I understand. You know what I mean? You gotta. You, but you, that should be your goal. Exactly. You should fight for a landslide. Exactly. Because the closer it is, the harder it is. And you know, how's, what is the uh, what's the AA thing? Concentrate on the things you can control that you can control. Yeah, exactly. And there's a lot of things I can't control. You and I can't no, control. I All of us in this room know. together can't control who sits in the White House. Right. But we can control who's on our school boards. We can That's control right. who's on our city councils. And we shouldn't worry about Or at least have an impact. Yeah. I mean, as long as you vote, that's all you can do. Well. I, I mean, I'm talking about the White House. Oh, yeah. Locally, you can get way more involved. You can do a lot more than just vote. Yeah. In fact, I think, you know, like Amy Record. Yeah. I think she's made San Diego nervous. 
Yeah. You know, I, I really do. I think that, you know, she's not giving up. She's going to continue to fight. And I think she's going to make it next time. Well, I, you know, there's a lot of, like in baseball, you know, I'm not trying for a grand slam home run. Every time. I want I want 100 singles. Right. You know what I mean? Or just, yeah. I want to hit a single yeah. in every, t- you know what I mean? Just keep hitting singles, keep hitting singles. Well, you want people to talk about you, too. Hey, did you see the, how well Mike played Believe this today? Believe me, people talk about me, Dave. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's you want to hear – Uh-oh, here it comes. You want to hear the uh, – let's see, how much time we have. <laughs> this is my favorite – you're going to love this. Uh, this is my favorite insult for this whole election season. Oh, really? Every election season, I personally get insulted by all kinds of people. They come out of the woodwork. Um, and, uh, of course, I get blamed for everything. Well, of course. You know, every, you know and uh, I get insulted left and right, up and down – in every way. And this was my... Can we get a drum roll? Here's my favorite insult from this election season. Mike, your ego is only surpassed by your waist size. (laughs) No. I kind of thought that was funny. (laughs) I actually (laughs) thought that was funny. (laughs) I can't believe... uh, And I liked that it was centered on me. So maybe he's right about the ego thing. I can't believe Joe Germisi would send you that. (laughs) I know. I responded, thanks, Mom. Yeah. (laughs) All right, hey, we're going to take a quick break. Here's a whole lot more. Good hour and 45 minutes worth on Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio. FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. That's a good one. All right, Poway City Council member Brian Pepin is next to recap the election here in San Diego. But first, if you have legal matters that involve firearms, then you need to call California firearms lawyer John Dillon. If you have questions about red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, or maybe you just need to know that your guns are California compliant, call our trusted firearms attorney John Dillon. John Dillon specializes in California gun laws. Call 760-642-7150, or you can visit his website at dillonlawgp.com. Mr. Pepin, how are you today? Doing well. How are you guys? Just living the dream. And, uh, Michael, this is supposed to be your interview. <laughs> well, that's what I was wondering. I was well, wondering I was waiting, but it. you know we can't have dead air. All right, all right. Brian Pepin, uh, one of my very favorite uh, now elected, right? This is the first time you've ever been elected anything, right? It's the first office you ever hold, Varel. That's true. Now, one of my favorite elected officials used to just be one of my favorite political guys, guys but now he's one of my favorite elected officials, and I sincerely mean that. I'm, I, I uh, say that with excitement and sincerity. Uh, again, congratulations for winning. You're the newest member of the Poway City Council. You worked hard. We were proud to endorse you. Um, and congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate that. How's it feel? It's good. It was a hard fought campaign. Um, you know, like you said, uh, this is the first time I've ever run for anything. I've been around, uh, politics since I was in high school and I volunteered on my first campaign. Uh, you know, and I I was a political science major at San Diego state and, and, you know, at times never, never thought I would ever run myself, but, uh, you know, in Poway, half the city council retired this year. So it was a critical election for the future of this community, and 
I decided, you know, this is where I'm raising my family. This is where I'm going to spend the rest of my life. I want to keep it a great, a great, well-managed city. And so I decided to throw my name in the hat. And what a beautiful family you have. And congratulations to them as well. Please send my best to um, all of them because I know it's hard on families when, when you run. And uh, you did such a fantastic job of, uh, you know, th- there's a lot of work that goes into uh, running for office. I don't think people really truly realize. So what I want to do, Brian, is – You've been around politics for years. You've worked for different political organizations, different uh, elected officials. Um, and, and what I wanted to do is just kind of touch on some of the highlights, some of the interesting points on some of the elections, whether they're local or or uh, state or whatever level. I just wanted to get some thoughts. But before we do, my co-host, Action Jackson's got an important question for you. Uh, what's your favorite gun? Good question. Um... Probably the 1911 my grandfather gave me. It was uh, He was a San Diego police officer, and uh, at some point in his career, that was kind of his go-to, and so he passed a few years ago, uh, and so that, that one will always be uh, near and dear to me. Oh, that's a great, that's an excellent answer. That's awesome. Very, very cool. Um, okay, so talk about it. How, t- talk to us. So give, give, give us your, your feedback, your, your impressions, your, uh, some interesting points about the election. Yeah, so you know, nationally, if you're if you're a Republican, you know, nationally it was a uh, an underwhelming election, and that's been you know, there's lots of theories. It's been all over the news, and I think uh, you know, with, with some races still to be decided, that's still being determined. You know, what exactly we could point to for that, but you know, in San Diego County, it was actually a bright spot uh, election-wise. I mean, compared to the rest of the country, you saw. Um, you know, a lot of conservatives turn out and vote. Um, turnout was, well, it, statewide it was 40%. In San Diego County, it's at 54%. Oh, wow. And, um, that went up. That went up since I last looked. 54%. That's uh, good that's job, great. San Diego. Yeah. I mean, not good enough, but good job. Yeah, and if you want to compare that to kind of historically for a midterm election, uh, you know, the 2018 midterm was 66%. And the 2014 midterm was 45%. So kind of mm. right in the middle of what we've seen the last couple of midterm elections. And, then, you know, of course, you, you compare that to a presidential, which has been over 80% the last couple ones. Um, and, and our primary this year was 35%. So just for the listeners, that, that kind of gives you a sense of how the, the turnout changes depending on, you know, a, a, a presidential general election when everyone's voting or a you know midterm primary where you're, you've got, you know, uh, one out of three people voting, and so so there's already there, yeah. and you already have a couple of questions. I already have. Um, so yeah. this this I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not affiliated with any party, and I'm not even one of these people that you know. Well, I'm a Republican. I'm just not registered a Republican. No, I'm not affiliated with any party. And of course, our organization is uh, totally nonpartisan. Um, what you know, this red wave that everybody was talking about. For, for for months, and I got to tell you, you know, it seems like every election, every other election or so, there's going to be a red wave or a blue wave. It's this, I don't know when. It, about ten years ago, they started this this term. That's when I started hearing this this wave term, and it never seems to happen. But even I started kind of you know going, geez, I think there actually is going to be a red wave here. Didn't happen though. And do you think that this was? Uh, based on real numbers, did it look like there was going to be a red wave and there wasn't, or is this just kind of a you know rumor run amok? Or what, what, what's your what's your take on why there they thought there was going to be a red wave and then why do you think there was not? Yeah, I mean there was data to suggest that 
there, there was a red wave coming. I mean, in the primary, you actually saw, um, you know, I remember in, in Supervisor Desmond's uh, North County Supervisor seat, you know, the Republic, it's a D plus six seat, but in the primary Republicans outperformed, um, actually were the, the top segment of the electorate as far as turning in ballots. And so, 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 so well, hold on. So D plus six means that in his district, 6% higher uh, uh, registered Democrats. They're, they're, if you compare the Republicans to, to Democrats, um, Democrats beat Republicans by 6%. And, and what, part, you're, what you're saying is during the June primary, a lot more Republicans showed up to vote than Democrats. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, I, it was a few points more. And so, I mean, it was a pretty significant. So you saw in the primary there were reasons to believe that the general election in November would would behave similarly. Now, if you look at the actual turnout in the Desmond seat in the general, you had, even though it's a D plus six uh, district, you had D plus uh, two turnout. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that, that typically, I mean, if you are, if you're the Republican candidate, like Jim Desmond is, you know, that's, that's still your, your beating registration. So that's good news. And so I guess to answer your question, while there wasn't the national red wave that was anticipated uh, for a number of reasons. I think part of it was that Democrat voters uh, kept seeing this in the news and they decided to send in their ballots. And one really interesting takeaway from this election was there was a lot of thinking that those late mail ballots would be trending Republican. And as you've seen in the last few days, as these late results come in on some of these close races, it's actually trending the other direction. Yeah. Um, Which is unusual. Yeah. And, and I think what, what you know that indicates is that there were some Democrats who maybe would have otherwise not voted that ended up dropping their ballots in the mail in those final days because they kept hearing about this red wave and they wanted to do something about it. So you so, okay, so what you're saying is they were the, the, the narrative out there in the news and whatever was hey there's this red wave coming and so a, a Democrats who normally would not have voted decided to try to counter that red wave by voting. That's a theory I have. Yeah, I mean that, there seems to be some evidence that 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 happened at least in part Mm, interesting the other really interesting thing uh that we observed with this election is you know on election day you can still even though you get everyone gets a mail ballot right so over the last few election cycles there's been three big changes to california election law one is that uh you know the motor voter law where everyone who's uh, got a driver's license gets uh, registered to vote so that that happened that was a game changer and then um uh, you know, the, the law was changed in Sacramento to allow folks to drop off ballots for other people. Um, that was a game changer. And then, you know, in this la- this was the first general election where uh, under the new California law that, that allows everyone to get a mail ballot. Now, yes, they, they did that as an emergency measure in the recall last year for governor, and then it was uh, made permanent in the primary. But this, I mean, this was a historic election in the fact that this is the first California general election ever held where where the new normal is everyone gets a mail ballot. So you get those three things going. And uh, I think everyone's still kind of figuring out what, what this looks like moving forward and how the voters are going to behave and, uh, and what, you know, the election day trend is going to look like versus the late mail ballots versus the early mail ballots. And so uh, it has huge implications for people who run for office and how they run their campaigns. And, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's always changing was in the- California. Was there a was there a uh, particular candidate or a, a you know campaign or an election? Were, were, were there any surprises here in San Diego? Yeah, I mean, uh, 
Dane White becoming the the new mayor of Escondido is what a, huge. What a pleasant surprise that is. I was I got to tell you, I love Dane. Dane, I hope you're listening. Love you to death, man. He's a member of San Diego County Gun Owners. He, and when I say he's a member, he doesn't just pay his dues. He shows up. Um, he he works our tables. He's a fantastic guy. But I don't. Th- I think you're right, Brian. I don't think a lot of people. He ran for. Uh, Escondido mayor against an incumbent who was fairly popular. I I, th- I think it was not just Dane, but anybody running against this guy we thought would was going to have a hard time, and Dane pulled it out. Yeah, and he brings that kind of work ethic to everything he does, and, and you saw him working so hard for this um, out there at every street fair, out there knocking on doors like crazy. Um, really, really hard worker, and I think that was a trend that we saw across San Diego County, and and I think why. Uh, San Diego was, you know, kind of a bright spot in electing some common sense candidates. Uh, they just work really, really hard. And, you know, I think it's, you know, California and, and American politics is changing. And the people that run for office these days, you know, you, you really have to, to work really hard. Um, there is just so much, uh, so much going on, so many races in the news. And, and it's just really hard to get your name out there. And we saw, you know, the local candidates who, who overperformed were the ones that were out there knocking on doors and working really hard. It is very much as pure as people wish it were, you know, the, the, the political process. Uh, it, it, it is kind of a – it's very much a merit, meritocracy. In, in, in other words, the harder you work, the more you're rewarded in politics. The more people you talk to, the more houses you uh, walk and knock on their doors, uh, you know, the harder you work, uh, the, the, the better you tend to be. As long as, you, you know, you have a couple – you know, as long as your message is okay and – um, you know, but I do, I definitely have no, would you agree? Oh yeah. I mean, in, in my council race, I walked the district four times over, um, which is just crazy. I mean, you know, for, for a candidate to be able to talk to you know every resident of the district, you know, who was home and, and, and all that, I mean, obviously some people are out, uh, you know, out at work and whatnot, but if you walk four times, you end up talking to a lot of the residents of the district. And I had just great conversations. It was so good getting to know people by that fourth time, you know, by election day, I mean, I was on first name basis with people. It was like talking to old friends. It was just such a cool experience. And, you know, for any of your listeners who are thinking about running for office, you know, it is hard, uh, but it's something I'd encourage everyone to consider. All right. Hey, Brian, hang with us for another segment. We'd like to chat with you some more right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. See, you should have taken over. You should have said, this is Gun Owners Radio, you doorknob. Doorknob. <laughs> oh, that's right. We don't talk to doorknobs, do we? No. Hey, guess what? Orange County Gun Owners is dedicated to preserving and restoring Orange County self-defense rights. And if you live in Orange County and want to help defend and restore the Second Amendment, you need to join. OCGunOwners.com slash join. Orange County Gun Owners is more than supporting the lawsuits for the Second Amendment. They have developed an effective infrastructure that focuses on local outreach and activism. Volunteer at your at a social volunteer at a shooting social. Easy for you to say. I know. At a gun shop, tabletop, and help more pro-gun local officials get elected. Become a member today at OCGunOwners.com slash join. You know, that's so true. Before we go back to what we were just talking about, uh, more than just supporting lawsuits for Second Amendment, they've developed the effective infrastructure. 
I, you, back when I was before San Diego County Gunners and Orange County Gunners, Inland Empire Gunners, there were, you know, I, I, when I was uh, a volunteer activist with 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 uh, you know group of other guys, whoever, everything that everyone ever said we needed and and they wanted as far as Second Amendment activism, we now have mm-hmm. outreach to women. Right. We got it. Not me. Uh, you know, talking to media. Boom. We're in lawsuits done, Mm -hmm. you know, teaching new shooter done, getting people like done every single thing. You know, when I was, uh, you throughout the years when, when we were doing, uh, when I was doing activism and you know, another uh, second amendment activist would come up and say, gee, you know what we need to do? (laughs) You know, every single one of those things, that whole wish list, it's there, right? There's nothing we're not doing. Well, there's a new wish list. Well, what's the new wish list? Well, we want more than three guns on the roster. Uh, right. Well, we're working on it. But I mean. But I'm just saying, you know what I mean? <clears throat> the activity. It's not like though. we're done. No, we're not. No, no, no. We are farthest thing from done. No, 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 no. We got a ton to do. But what I'm saying is all the things that people wanted in place in order to get us there. Right. So what what would happen is people would come up and, in, for example, the roster. They'd say, well, we're never getting rid of the roster until we have this, 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 and this, 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 and that. Okay. Well, it's all in place. Now all we need is you. Right. You know? We need you to help us man the tabletops, help us teach mm-hmm. the women, help us teach new shooters, right. um, help us fund the lawsuits. How, all the things that, that people said, hey, this is what we need, boom, we got them. Right. And I'm really proud of that. Well, and, you, and and so you should. And I think one of the- strong- But there's no excuse for sitting on your couch anymore. No, no. <laughs> well, I think one of the strongest things that we've done is not me, SD. I love it. Every time I talk to a young lady you know, about not me, ST. Yep. They all give me that. Really? Yeah. Really? Really? Yeah. And I just got to the point where I'm carrying my uh, San Diego County gun owner's business card because it's got the website on yeah. it. Yeah. You know, I overheard you talking to somebody today before the show. I was in here working, yeah. and you were talking my to somebody mouth. about not me. Yeah. Well, I tell you, I talk to everybody. <laughs> well, I didn't believe you until two hours not, ago, Dave. I may not come to a tabletop. <laughs> I may not do a shooting social, but I am out there well, every day. Well, now I have I have proof of that. So yeah, that's right. Thank you very much. And I, but you know what? It's you are doing such important work within San Diego County gun owners. Yep, and that, orange and, and orange yep. and in and 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 inland. Can't wait for you to get L.A. Uh, You're going to lose 130 pounds. <laughs> it's going to be an uphill battle. Well, you know, so let's and let's talk a little bit more about that. We were just talking yeah. about we were just talking to Brian Pepin. Congratulations again to him for winning on the uh, city council and in Poway. Yeah, he had and to go out and do some more canvassing. He he uh, he got disconnected. He couldn't come back, unfortunately. But thank you so much for calling in, Brian. He was talking about his district, and I wanted to talk about that for just a minute. You know, Poway is now most. What happened was a few years ago. Um, somebody brought a lawsuit and said, hey, look, these general elections for city councils aren't fair. You have to break it up to districts. And some cities fought and they lost and it was kind of nasty. And a bunch of cities just said, you know what? We don't want to fight this. We don't want to spend hundreds of thousands on lawsuits. So what they did is they broke up. So there's usually five people on a city council. And they broke up into four districts so that you have, you know, four of the city council members one in each district, and then the mayor is a general. You know what I mean? So the entire town mm-hmm. votes for mayor, and then you have four districts. And the interesting thing is, and you know, they fought, and it was like, oh, gee, golly, gosh, this is horrible. And they said, well, we're just not getting the representation and the special interests. They kept saying that. The special interests are, gonna, are running everything. And here's what's interesting, Dave. 
So if you got a, if you have a town with uh, with uh, with uh, let's say uh, what forty thousand people, okay. okay, just keep okay. the math simple, right? Um, and uh, I got to reach out. I'm a special interest, right? San Diego County gun owners were a special interest. That's true. So I got to get people to vote for ABC candidate, whoever, right? Mm-hmm. If I got to reach out to forty thousand people, which is easier, reaching out to forty thousand people or reaching out to one fourth of forty thousand people, right? So they split these districts up and made it easier for special interests. Wow. <laughs> so well, They never think it through. Well, they don't. They really don't. I, can't, I, I, can't, I haven't decided. I think at first, though, Dave, well, conceptually, what do you think of that? Four districts in a, in a town the size of, you know, Santee or Poway. Well, the one thing I like about four separate districts is it's your representation from yeah. four separate districts versus – you know, you let's say it was a four four person board, right? You could get them all from one district, right? Doesn't give the other three the representation they deserve, and I think people that live in those districts would be more apt to go out and vote because it's somebody from their district. Well, so the plus is you're exactly right, and the plus is you now have a person mm-hmm. who's assigned to basically your neighborhood. Yeah, right. You this know, guy can't hide. That's your guy. He can't hide. Uh, however, here's the downside. The other three, they don't care about you anymore. Well, if you're in dis- if you're in district, do you really one, think they did? I, I well, I mean, let's let's face it. I'm using the term care very okay. loosely. Yes, Dave. you are. I'm telling you, we're talking politicians. But if here. you're in district one, your your guy in district one is now easier to get to, right? Because he he's only yeah. responsible for district right. one. But now, if you're going to talk to the guy in district or guy or girl in district two, three, or four. Forget it. They're not talking to you. Go t- go talk to your guy. Yeah. Which, but if you're that's in, that's the downside. Well, and that's a little downside because if you ask me, let's say we're we're looking for money, no, yep. for whatever, for a park in District One. So right. we want to put a park in. Two, three, and four doesn't care, right? And that's okay because two, three, and four go get your own park, right? So I, you know, how long's it been this way? Uh, well, it, it, they're just uh, just a few years, That's maybe what I maybe uh, two or maybe maybe two cycles, so, so about four years. So we're still kind of still feeling, feeling our out. way. There's yeah. still some cities that are probably going to go to districts. Yeah. I the thing I, I actually I think it's working. I think that there's probably some generally people, speaking, generally speaking, there's probably some very smart people out there that'll explain to me why it's not working. Of course, but everybody's got their opinion. But in in general, the way I've seen it, I think it's working. I just wish that it had been it had been decided rather than forced. I, I never like mm. force. No, so I hate force. Th- they were kind of forced into doing this. Hate that. Yeah, I know. And there's going to be when some you more force stuff. somebody, then there's there's a reason you're forcing them. Yeah, good you ideas know, don't have to be forced. Yeah, that's like you need to take the vaccine. <laughs> right. Well, I don't want to take the vaccine. Oh, but you have to. We're going to fire you. Right. We're going to take your your four hundred one k. You know. Wait a minute. You know. So that's the kind of – I hate to be forced into anything because I just back up. I'm not going to do it. Well, the it, I thought Brian did a really good job of breaking it down. I thought he did oh, yeah. uh, a fantastic job of explaining exactly what the And he, he the said it right. Is. Hoof, hoof, yeah. hoof, hoof, yep. hoof, hoof, Knock um, on doors. It was, it was surprising how well our candidates – I don't want to say it's surprising, but it was relieving how, how well our candidates did in San Diego, Orange, and Inland Empire. Okay. Uh, we actually did a we did a fantastic job. Now some of the state folks, some of the federal well, folks, not as good. Let's go back local. How did Fletcher get reelected? Well, um, I mean it's it's real. First off, uh, Amy Reichardt um, outperformed registration. 
Mm-hmm. So I forget how many people, however many people are in her, in her district that right. are registered Republican. Mm-hmm. She got more mm-hmm. by like, I don't know, 20, 30, 40%. Somebody, it, was, it was very respectable. Right. But it, there were so many Democrats in that district. And, you know, Nathan is so public. And I, I mean, he, I, so but take. he's not a good representation. Okay. Well, it depends on how you defend. So I don't like him. Personally, I I knew I used to know him personally, and I, so I, I dislike him personally. I just want to be clear. Yeah, I don't agree with many. I, I can't think of anything I agree no. with him on. Okay, so now put that aside. Now just look at the way he does his job. Republicans need to do their job the way he does his job. Cheat? <laughs> he does. Listen, he he gets in front of the camera. He says, "Look, this issue is important." I'm going to champion it. I'm going to drive the narrative on it. I'm going to get in front of a camera. I'm going to stand up for it. Whether now, now hold on, Dave. Before you, now I'm not saying whether you agree with the issue or right, not. Right. But what he does is is good as far as uh, the put, quality. Put you know, it in your face. And Republicans refuse to stand up and do the same. I mean, he regularly. If you just look at this thing like a football game. You know, like how well the football team passes the ball, Mm -hmm. how well they hike the ball, how well they run the ball, how well they punt the ball. You know, if you just look at that, he is whooping Republicans left and right. And it's he's so the way he does his job. Okay, so, again, the way he, you know, throws the ball and runs the ball. I see right where you're coming from. He's doing it extremely well. And I'm sorry, there's not a Republican in San Diego who has the backbone to stand up to him or be any kind of effective. Mic drop. It's like it's like (laughs) the Green Bay Packers. There's not one Republican. In San Diego, that'll stand up to right. this guy in any way and be effective. Right now, I will say that, Mike. <laughs> but isn't it like the Green Bay Packers? <laughs> in what way? You just can't stand them. I love the Packers. Oh, what are you I, talking about? I thought you were a Raider fan. No, good lord! I'm an honest, hardworking man here, Raider fan. Okay, I have to change. Did you, have you seen that tractor trailer? It's a dump truck, and it's wrapped as uh, Green Bay Packers. No, the whole truck. No, I haven't From seen headlight it. to tail, it's got every player on it. Oh yeah, it's hardcore. You know what's great? So I used to go to I, I haven't been in a while, but I used to go to northern Wisconsin on vacation where my family's got this cottage and there's some some old family friends there and everything mm-hmm, on Lake mm-hmm, and everything. Mm-hmm. Packerville. Oh, I mean, yeah. you know, northern Wisconsin, everyone's a Packer fan. Grocery store is green and gold. Right. right. You know, if it's if there's a Packer game happening, you know, uh Sunday afternoon, whatever the things town closes. Closes. Okay. Now here's the interesting thing. Five-hour drive. It's a five-hour drive from this little town to Green Bay. Now, just think about San Diego. Yeah. Where, would, if you went five hours north, where would you be? Like Santa Barbara? Yeah. Santa Barbara didn't ever care about the Raider or the Chargers. You won't even you drive I mean? to Orange <laughs> County for the Chargers. Yeah, exactly. It, it's it, what, well, that's because you have nothing else to do. It's freezing cold, and you're stuck. In oh, your house. come on. There's a lot to do. That's what I heard. There's fishing. Too cold. There's more fishing. It's too cold. And I can't, I'm a jinx. You never catch a fish with me. Anyway, how do we get on that? I don't know, but it was fun. We're going to talk about the sheriff's race next. Yeah, okay? let's do that. I got right. a couple things to say about the sheriff's race. All right. Right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. 
Hey, did you know we have a world-class flight training school here in San Diego? Pilots can fly almost every day. We're close to the ocean as well as the desert and the mountains. SDFTI instructors can help you learn to navigate all around the area. That's why San Diego is one of the best places to learn how to fly in the world. Learn to fly in sunny San Diego right at Montgomery Field. Getting started is super easy. Call them at 858-569-1822. Or you can go to learn to fly at SDFTI. But call them, 858-569-1822. And thank them for sponsoring Gun Owners Radio. All right, San Diego County Gun. I thought they. I thought she already won. Who? Martinez. She did. Oh, but you want to talk about her some more? Yeah, let's talk about her some more. Let's talk about her. Let's talk about her some more. Um, we're talk- she we're- blushes every time I bring your name up. <laughs> I don't know what the deal is. <laughs> Who doesn't? She's probably the one that sent you that text. What text? The- <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. <laughs> what are you? T- what is going on over there, I'm- Dave? Hey. <clears throat> Rocking and rolling. All right, okay. So we uh, we were talking about the election, talking about but one of course, the sheriff's races were the big races in every county, and San Bernardino and Riverside and and Orange settled their sheriff's race really really quickly. Um, so they didn't actually even have to go to the general election. Really, I think ours was an upset. Ours was an upset. I, I well, um, I don't. The, what made ours unique was uh, that there was no incumbent. And True. There, there was an incumbent in, in, in the other. Well, except for San Bernardino wasn't exactly an, an incumbent. Uh, McMahon left, and he appoint they appointed Dykus, mm-hmm. and uh, but he was might as well have been an incumbent. Right. Right. Um, so that made ours unique. The other thing is, uh, it made it even more important because they changed it so that the sheriffs are they they're, they're serving six years. Mm-hmm. It's going to go back to four years and six years, but. Uh, they're serving for the next six years because they wanted to change the cycle so that it coincides with the presidential cycle. Mm. I was wondering why they did that. I I don't know why, but that's that. I mean, that's I, I, that's why they did it. But I don't know what the reason. Why they is. did it? Yeah. Why did Why did they want to do that? Maybe they just wanted more people. And what's wrong with the four to vote for the sheriff? I don't know. Because yeah. like Brian was saying, it's like eighty percent voter turnout during the presidential, and mm-hmm. it's like forty five fifty percent during non presidential. Yeah. So maybe they just wanted more people to weigh in. Could be. But who wanted that? Not me. <laughs> I, I mean, who? Why? Who is that important to? Well, that's I what I'm saying. I, not me. I was fine. So there's an interesting step. Of course, in San Diego, we had a a, a hard fought race, and we won. Uh, we won. We won big time. Uh, uh, Kelly Martinez is who we endorsed because she was the one that was strong in the Second Amendment, and uh, uh, John Hammerling was not. And she was a Democrat. She was a Democrat. I think that's why it was. I think people were surprised that she won. Uh, well, I, I, I think more Republicans voted for Martinez. So that's where I'm going. Oh, I so that's where I'm headed. So uh, I think it was a surprise, especially in this environment. Democrats had kind of gotten beat up because over the last three years they were doing things like encouraging riots, you know, and and uh, defunding the police. Um, so it was. Uh, uh, they had a particularly, they had kind of a, you know, they had a PR issue. Uh, it, there was, you know, pretty bad optics. I, I saw, I think that Republicans were more passionate about being Republican voters mm-hmm. um, than they normally would be because Democrats had made a lot of a lot of pretty extreme decisions, let's say. And I think that's a pretty polite way of, mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. putting it. Uh, combine that with the fact that we're talking about uh, public safety mm-hmm. with the sheriff. So we're not only, not only do, you know, are Democrats, did they kind of give themselves a black eye? But they also 
you know, they're running, she's running as a sheriff, right? So they're saying, hey, defund the police, riots are fun. <laughs> and yeah. then, oh, by the way, I'm a Democrat running for sheriff. I can see why people would be hesitant, right? Well, that's why I say, you know, I would have thought that Hammerling would have won only because the the Democrats were basically on the defund the police side of the fence. Well, I so we and we of course endorsed her because she was a better because candidate. She did she the right thing. Did exactly. the right thing. And if you look at the public safety part of it, you know, and and the uh, the the authoritarian part of her uh, angle, I guess. Um, you know, she came on our show and said, "Hey, you know what? I really what what we really learned is during COVID, uh, the you know the sheriff shouldn't have been enforcing, um, you know these uh, these health uh, these draconian laws, right? These health uh, shutdowns or whatever. Yeah. And where he was, you know, all for he was basically saying, that oh yeah, red flag laws or specifically gun. He was a Democrat orders. and she was a Republican. Well, right in a lot of ways. I mean, in a lot of know? ways. So, um." Although, I don't know. They both have, of course, their strengths and weaknesses. So the question is, would he have won without uh, uh, us endorsing Kelly Martinez? Did we actually have an impact? I totally think so. Well, here's a number I want to show you. And by the way, I'm extremely proud. San Diego County Gunner has done a lot of really good things. We have a lot of accomplishments mm-hmm. under our belt. Um, but, you know... Hammerling turned out to be it wasn't just a matter of hey this one's vanilla the other's chocolate but they're both ice cream he's a bad guy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He, his his campaign was horribly ugly mm-hmm. he was shifty um I you know he should be nowhere near public policy he should be nowhere near power right and we kept him from that and I think what happened there has restored my faith in the political system because well, you know I've not been right. really positive or happy about the way the elections have been going. And, and I think it's groups like us. If we have groups like us, that's how we yeah. restore integrity. Right. So here's here's my number. Okay, so who was the who was the Republican candidate for governor? Oh, um, was it K-H-I-L-E or something like that? Well, this is exactly my point. Nobody's heard of this guy, <laughs> that's, which, is, which is, I'm not criticizing him. No, 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 no. But I didn't know who he was. But so, okay. So if you voted, if you walked in, in San Diego, I'm looking at the numbers. If you walked into the, to the voter booth yeah. and voted for the Republican candidate for governor, you know, he wasn't famous. He didn't have a lot of name ID. You generally vote out for, there. yeah, you generally vote for Republicans. Okay. He didn't pull a bunch of Democrats. Mm-hmm. Democrats like Newsom. So you know Newsom's fairly uh, popular with with Democrats. So every so I'm going to say 95 plus percent of people who voted for the Republican for governor mm-hmm. are generally vote for Republicans. Mm-hmm. I think it's a pretty fair assessment. Yeah. And who else was on the ballot? Well, Newsom. Well, I mean it's for Republicans. Yeah. Well, so I'm getting there. I'm getting oh. there. So you know, speed it up. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I got to set it up. Though. It's only okay. a two hour show. <laughs> Patience. I'm building here. <laughs> and most people who you know who vote who went to vote they voted for for the governor candidate. Okay, so he got 424, almost 425,000 votes. 425,000 votes for the Republican for governor. Okay, 425. Okay. Now look at the Republican who ran for sheriff, John Hemmerling. 347,000. 347,000. Wow. Now what does that mean? That means that over 92, 93,000. Republicans 
went in, voted for whoever for governor, you know, voted for this Republican they probably hadn't heard of for governor, but hey, I'm a Republican, so that's who I vote for, and then voted for the Democrat for sheriff. Over 93,000. There's a 93,000 uh, person difference. Yeah. So uh, the the Republican governor candidate got 93,000 more votes than the Republican sheriff. So 93,000 wow. voted for the Democrat for sheriff, Kelly Martinez. What organization was out there telling Republicans to vote for a Democrat for Us. sheriff? Us. Your voter guy. Even DeMaio's guide was for Hammerling. It was, and that's a that's a whole segment and story in and of but itself. But I'm just saying, yeah. the DeMaio's guide right. was pretty big. It was pretty inclusive. Yep, and he got the word out. And like really, nobody's business. There was only the only difference between our voter guides, uh, uh, you know, the reform mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. by Carl DeMaio, and ours. The only difference in candidates was the sheriff. Right. Um, they he he ended up endorsing Hammerling, um, and then of course we endorsed uh, Kelly Martinez, and she still. Like I said, 93,000 Republicans right. listened to San Diego County gun owners. But don't you also agree that Democrats vote for Democrats, Republicans vote for Democrats, and in most cases, whether they're qualified or not? I've had more yeah. oh, I've yeah. had more people tell me I am not. In fact, I was pitching Martinez. Right. And I said, she's a Democrat. He said, I don't care what she is. I'm not voting for her. Yeah. My, I will not vote for her. Well, Democrat. so that goes back to what I, where I started the segment is in this election – Particularly, people were very, very um, loyal to mm-hmm. their uh, to, to their, their party, party. Yeah. because uh, Democrats have made such a they've given themselves such a black eye. Um, so Wasn't it was black enough. We still got Newsom. Well, we still got Newsom, but the uh, uh, but the good news is is that people say, hey, you know what, Sandy County Gunners, they made their case. You know, they got, we got the word out, and people voted for Kelly Martinez, despite the fact that she's right. a, a Democrat. Ninety-three thousand Republicans, and if trusted you talk us. to her, and if you talk to her, or if you listen to her on our show, she would be somebody you would vote for. She, I think she's fantastic, and you know. So now, uh, you know, we're going to hold her feet to the fire. We're going to make sure that she continues to, to do what to she said, she not would just do. do a good job with CCWs, but solve the problem. Yeah, you know, the, we cannot have a nine, ten, eleven month wait time for CCWs right. anymore. You know, three months. Get it down to three months. Tops. You know, but she's in office. She's done a good job. She's a lot of ways. She's done a great job. Mm-hmm. But now we got her in. Great. Keep the campaign promises, and we're going to make sure that she does that. But I wanted to show that we absolutely made a difference. Right. We absolutely got her elected. Well, we've done that in a lot of areas. Really, if you really want to, you know, toot your own horn. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we have done. I mean, but it's been hard work. You've been working your, you know, what off for years. You've Dan, always had the right goal. You've always had the same goal. You haven't wavered. Well, Dane you dumped, went, you dumped all your parties. You said, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm not an independent. Right. The hell with all you. I'm going to go forward with what I think is right. The uh, Dane White, we talked about him in Escondido. He yep. got elected. Uh, it was a tight margin. He uh, repeatedly throughout said, hey, I was walking precincts. He'd send me a text. I was walking precincts. Mm-hmm. Uh, a number of people said, oh, yeah, I know who you are, thanks to San Diego County gun owners. I agree. So uh, it's, it's a good election for us. Right. And, uh, you know, our goal for 2023 is to sign up 1,000 additional right. additional right. Um, new members. But we can do better. And and uh, we're going to we're gonna, we're gonna rule the town. But we can do better. <laughs> we can do We can always do better. We can do better. Right, Action Jackson? Absolutely. Hey, there you go, the man with all the smarts. Hey, you got a joke for Well, we'll do it in the next segment. You have a joke? Oh, we're at the top of the hour. Can you remember that joke? Uh, yep. Better memory than me. All right, folks, this is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961. 
The answer. Inland Empire gun owners strive to be the once, what be the ounce of prevention in the fight for your gun rights. How do they do it? They do it by fundraising and getting local pro gun candidates elected. So become a member today. Go to iegunowners.com/join and join the growing number of responsibly gun owners stepping up to defend our Second Amendment rights. That's iegunowners.com slash join. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. We have all kinds of excitement here in the next hour, including uh, we have a winner. Did you know we have a winner, Dave? Didn't know we had a contest. We apparently had a contest. Apparently. And we uh, apparently have uh, picked a winner. His name is... Uh, sure it is. Yeah, I know. I can't quite... How about he Wong Lee? Hai Wan Lee? Hai Wong Lee. H-Y-E-W-O-N and then Lee. Congratulations. Is that right, actually, Mr. Jackson? Lee? Uh, yep, that is correct. Okay, right, so, so I go. forget what you win, but... Uh, you win this little squiggly box. It's exciting. Yeah, you, you win the QR code. Yeah. Uh, it's exciting, and congratulations. I think what happened is you, you um, uh, subscribe to our email list. And if you go to Gun Owners Radio and subscribe to our email list... You'll be entered to win something cool. Cool. He won uh, free tickets to the Christmas party here in San Diego. Oh, cool. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. That's already free. Never yeah. mind. Sorry. Well, that's no. why he's got the tickets. Then oh, everybody's a winner. That's right. Yay. <laughs> We're also going to talk to Sam the Gunman a little bit later on Stump My Nephew. And in the next segment, we're going to talk to Stephen Gatowski, who is he's actually um, a Second Amendment reporter. Mm-hmm. Um, and writer and, and commentator, and he just got hired on CNN. Did he really? <laughs> yeah. Which is how long is that going to last? Not known. Well, you know, CNN. We're, I don't They're wanna, trying. Well, th- they just had a big shift, right? They fired some of their jerks, and they're hiring some apparently some non jerks. They're going they're with trying. the non jerk yeah, employee. Uh, well, they know. got all these Twitter people who can come work for them. Now. Well, I think that. <laughs> I mean, they've got a ton of people. <laughs> as long as you don't I, have to work hard I and think, be a real reporter, yeah, or actually, you know, get out of bed to go to work. Yeah, they. Uh, I think that they're. Uh, I think that they're trying to increase their uh, viewership from the uh, you know seventeen that currently watch uh, right. CNN. It might be seventeen. It might be up to eighteen. But all viewers. those stations, MSNBC moved uh, Lemon to the morning show. It's a total bust. I heard that Don Lemon. Lemon. He. Uh, they gave him his own show in the morning with and, two other ladies, and it just. Crashed. Just crashed. Is it still on? It's still on. And another was Joy Behar. She's real close to being sent south. Aw. I know. I don't even watch. I I have not. I can honestly say I haven't haven't watched cable. I certainly haven't watched cable news in over a year. 
It's yeah. just just gone. It's just not even part of my life. Anymore. I just look. You know, I'll get it on fa- on my phone. You yeah, know, just little well, blurbs. Sometimes I'll watch like a clip of some, yeah. you know, like an interview or something on right. YouTube or something like that. But I am I do not miss cable in any way. Well, the problem is, you know, the left can say what they want, but the right are the ones that have got the super high numbers. I mean, you've got Tucker Carlson. You've got whether you like him or not. You've got Gutfeld, who's a comedian. Right, and he's the number one listen watch show in the in the evening hour, up against Colbert and the rest of them. I wonder if uh, you know. Of course, conservative talk radio has always done better. Yes, too. I wonder. I wonder if it's matter. I don't know this, but I wonder if it's a matter. You know, you have CNN. There are so many news sources for folks that are generally on the left. I wonder if if and there's just one. Well, Babylon B is back. They got that back on Twitter. But I mean, on 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 cable news, there is nothing. Yeah, you're you're watching Fox. That's it. That's it. Because so, but I wonder if you add up all the people that watch Fox News and you add up all the people that watch CNN, mm-hmm. NBC, MSNBC, MSNBC, you know, all the left wing outlets. I wonder. I wonder how how big a difference it is. It's huge. Is it really? It's huge. So it's not just a matter that that it's diluted. Just like. Tucker Carlson alone is in the millions. Wow. And MSNBC is like 30, 40, or 300, 400,000. But hmm. he's in the millions. 300,000? Yeah. Which isn't much. I think that's that. I think we get about 300,000. Oh, yeah, time. absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, and then you've got, then you've got uh, Hannity, and then you've got The Five. The Five is actually the number one cable show. I don't know now. the five. What's the five? That's oh, on at um, 2 o'clock in the afternoon yeah, yeah, with yeah, Gutfeld. Yeah. Okay, I know the five. And Perino and Waters. Dana and, Perino. And yeah. uh, and the wrestler, too. Tyrus. Tyrus. He's sometimes on there. Yeah. Th- those two don't even look. They're, they're so funny. She's like five feet tall. And he's, he's like seven six, nine. feet tall. Is yeah, he? Six, yeah. Oh, seven, well, yeah, seven. I've got a photo of her someplace of the two of them standing together. And it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, she's ridiculous. But you know what? It, it's... I know you don't watch it, but I can honestly say, you know, the the conservative shows don't make any assumptions. They they wait for facts. They don't, you know, they just seem to tell the news the way you would like both sides to tell the news. Well, I I, I think the, the middle's moved. You know, oh, I agree. The middle has definitely moved, and so. the big corporations have seen it. I think that the again, I, I always I give this big old disclosure. I'm not left. I'm not right. I'm not Republican. I'm not Democrat. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at Twitter. Not really. They don't watch not really. Either. In fact, you know, you know, a big regret. But let me let me talk about Twitter in two seconds. The, the left has gone way left. Too far left. Way left. Mm-hmm. So it look so the middle looks right, but they can't get back. Well, that's the problem. Something's got to happen. It's starting to feel like. Uh, when you got guys like Bill Maher, you know, who are going, look, this woke thing's ridiculous, you know, ah. and you got guys like like Joe Rogan when he first came out, no one would have thought of him as a right winger, and now he's, he's, he's generally not. he's not right, he's but now he's generally kind of criticized as well, you know. So when you see kind of those kind of guys, you know, and suddenly, the, and who, who's the other? Who's the British dude? Um, oh. Um, um, well, there's Piers Morgan. Piers Morgan. But then who's the British guy? He's an actor. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Dark hair, tall, skinny guy. He's in a couple of movies. He was in uh, the. I thought you were thinking of Helton. Anyway, uh, oh, what's his name? Anyway, when you start seeing these guys go, oh, wait, 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 wait. You know, <laughs> when they start seeing, you know, seeming reasonable, mm-hmm. Russell Brand. Right. You know, when they start going, wait, 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 this is ridiculous. 
you, I, I, it feels like things might be, you know, may have gone too far, and are, you know, well, pendulum starting to swing. And back. what drives what drives television commercials? Money, yeah, money, right? And when the left, even though that might be their their opinion, and that might be the way they see things. The money's not coming in. Right. They it doesn't do make a difference what your message is. It's not working. Well, so Twitter, you're asking about Twitter. I a couple years ago when Twitter got really bad, kind of at like at its peak mm-hmm. badness. Right. Um, I really said, you know what? We're pulling San Diego County gun owners and Orange and Inland, we're pulling them off Twitter. Okay. And we're gonna put a a, a, a little note that says, Look, we're done. We're done with being with all this censorship and ridiculousness on Twitter. I decided to just disengage. Okay. So we didn't put up a note. We didn't pull ourselves off Twitter, uh, but we stopped using Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I, I wish, I wish so badly I could go back and, and say, you know what, we're, we're pulling ourselves off Twitter. Now that uh, Musk bought it, and and I'm, you know, it's been what a month or two or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's starting to make positive changes. Mm-hmm. I wish I could come back and you know make a big statement like, hey, we're back now. Because well, you could. Of, you know, uh, maybe we will. Well, you maybe could. I just did. Well, yeah, because, I mean, when you stop and think about whether you like Musk or not, he is a businessman. Right. And well, I like his decisions. I mean, I, I can't I, imagine me wanting you to work hard. You know, he I, wants his people to work hard yeah. and, and believe it. And that's one way you're going to get people to believe in your company. Well, he's letting people back on, on, on the uh, I don't on know about Kathy Griffith. Why? What do you mean? Because she was the one that chopped off Trump's head and was. Oh. Well, I mean, you, but she got away with it. You know what, though? Okay, so. Do um, that with Hillary. Bobart, I hear you. But, okay, so Bobart, the Congress yeah. person mm-hmm. in, in Colorado, she won, but it was looking like she was going to lose. Right. And some left wing from the DNC said that uh, it might be OnlyFans gain. Right? Basically implying that if she wasn't going to make Congress, that she was going to make a, a career on OnlyFans. That's a funny joke. Yeah, that's a funny joke. Yeah, but we don't. But the, we but, don't joke anymore. Well, I know, but the but so many people on the right who complain about snowflakes and whatever, uh, they went crazy. I'm going, wait, 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 wait. That's an actual funny joke. It, I I want Don Rickles back for six <laughs> months. That's all I want. That's what we're that's what we're trying to train. Speaking of, uh, he he watches Don all the time. We're trying to train Action Jackson to be the the the, the, the Don the Rickles. Rickles. That would be great. What do you th- what Remember do you say, when bud? politicians couldn't wait to be trashed by him? All right, before we start the next segment, we're going to have you bust out your joke, okay? All right, go ahead, All hit right. it. Or oh, do you know it now? All right, let's Here do it, it now. Let's do it now. Fire away. You got a joke? Just like Rickles. Uh, what do Thanksgiving and Halloween have in common? I don't know. What do Thanksgiving do and Halloween have in common? One has gobblers, the other has goblins. Oh, burn. Very Rickles ass. FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Ah. Folks, welcome back. You are listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, you know, a lot of companies are so frustrated with their websites. It looks old, it's out of date, and it's not getting customers. But SageTree gets it. Since 2005, SageTree has been helping companies with websites that look great, work great, and get leads. Stop being frustrated by your website and get one that you're proud to share. 
Contact Sage Tree today to get website that makes the phone ring. Getting started is super easy. Call 866-728-9100. That's 866-728-9100. And let them fix your website today. They do fantastic work. I can absolutely vouch for that. Okay, so our next guest, Stephen Gutowski, is um, is going to be the the I, I believe he's the title is going to be Second Amendment contributor to CNN. Is that right, Stephen? Uh, yeah, contributor and uh, focusing on on gun policy and politics over there. And well, that's you said CNN. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, in addition to, of course, I I run the Reload, uh, the, the publication that I founded. And, so this is sort of like a part-time job on top of, of me still reporting over at the Reload. Would Would you say that this is their way of trying to steer the ship a little bit more to the right? Not hard, but a little bit more to the right instead of hard left? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think that's probably a fair way of looking at it, at least as far as trying to bring in more perspectives than they used to have right. you know, over the last couple of years. They went through a management change there, and... So they're trying to do things a little bit differently now, and I think this is part of that. Was that the feeling you had when you had your your interview for the position? I mean, they kind of laid out, you know, what what they were looking for, and it fit what you were willing to give. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I mean, obviously, they're not talking about it in terms of like, oh, we're trying to move right or anything. No, like no, that. no, no, just, no. Yeah, they want to find people who have an expertise on a, on the topics that they want to cover, and this was an area where they they were looking to add people who, who had knowledge, um, which, um, as you're probably aware, <laughs> is not a very common thing in, in media. So, um, you know, that's more what they were, you know, talking to me about when we were deciding on this, whether to do this or not, is, uh, you know, we're, they're looking for me to give my informed, uh, you know, takes on what's happening. They're looking for uh, analysis. Uh, they're not looking for me to be an opinion guy or a talking head type that, you know, and so I was, that's something that I was interested in doing. You know, they're not trying to tell me what to say or feed me talking points or anything wow. like that. And so I'm looking to give it a go, you know. So so what is your background that, you know, caused them to choose you? Yeah, sure. I mean, I've been reporting on guns for uh, the last decade or so. I was at the Washington Free Beacon, which is a conservative publication based out of D.C., uh, for almost seven years doing you know, beat reporting on firearms policy and, and politics, um, you know, and, and I'm a certified firearms instructor, certified for basic pistol. I mean, a lot of people are, but I, but I am as well. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I own guns and shoot guns and build guns. I, I have a lot of, uh, um, it, it takes up a lot of my free time as well as my, my professional life. But, you know, I, I've, I've been on the cover of time and I've broken a lot of stories like, um, you know, the, the background of uh, President Biden's first ATF nominee, uh, which which caused the White House to pull him, uh, was one of my big stories at the Reload, which I launched about a year ago. So, wow. uh, you know, I've, I've had a lot of success so far, but looking to do a lot more, too, in the, in the coming years here. Have they given you a, a time slot? Are you on any particular time during the day or evening? No, no. This is a contributorship, so okay. basically, I could be on any any of their shows gotcha. that want to do a gun segment. You know, I've uh, I've been on uh, their 4 p.m. slot. I've helped uh, with research for stories as well on their some of their primetime shows 
uh, when they've talked about guns to this point. Uh, I've given comment for some of their online, uh, you know, CNN.com stories, you know, that kind of thing. Anybody who's at CNN that wants to ask me to come on or needs help on a story, I'm there to help. I would consider that a serious feather in your cap to be able to to do this because you now have an opportunity. I mean, talking to us is you're preaching to the choir, but talking to the CNN viewer, you know, you're bringing a total different perspective prior to what they were you know, preaching to the choir. Now they're getting a, a, well, I can honestly say, and I don't know you personally, but they're going to get a true, you know, picture of what's going on in the gun world. Yeah, that's my hope, right? It's just to, wow. to bring more knowledge to, to the operation, to the audience. I mean, that's, that's what you want to do as a journalist, right? Is to inform people, to give them the facts and, and help them make informed decisions when they're, going about their lives and and i think the the mainstream media major media outlets have been pretty bad at that when it comes to gun policy to this point and so anything i can do you know it's obviously a small thing i'm just one guy but anything that i can uh do in that front is i think a beneficial uh you know beneficial how's your reception at the station it's been great yeah it's been great so far i mean i uh, you know, I think there's a lot of reporters there who who want to improve their their reporting on the topic. You know, mm. I think that's that's been the case for for me whenever I do talk to major media reporters. Is uh, oftentimes, obviously, there's a political bias that goes on. I'm I'm not going to deny that. No, um, and I'm not necessarily talking about CNN in particular, but just the media at large. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think a lot of the problems you see you know, these constant mistakes about the difference between semi-automatic and fully automatic, the talking about the gun show loophole, stuff like that, uh, you know, base level misunderstandings of how guns work or how gun policy works. A lot of that's based on just a total lack of knowledge in the industry. You know, there, there aren't people focused on this topic at most major outlets. And so when they go to write about it, it's almost always surrounding a mass shooting. Right. And, and it's almost always a reporter who just doesn't have knowledge on the subject. And, and so, uh, Usually, reporters want to get the facts right. Uh, I find um, they're just oftentimes not equipped to do it. And so uh, hopefully more outlets will do something like this, bring in somebody who knows more about what they're talking about in this subject. What, what's, your, what's your biggest fear about, about uh, you know, going forward in this position with CNN? Yeah, I mean, you know, the concern is always that you're um, – that that's you know that maybe management changes and they try to use you in a different way and you just get stuck in that uh sort of talking head back and forth here's what we want you to say or else you know you're gone kind of thing uh i haven't i'm not really concerned about that to be honest every conversation i've had with them has been extremely positive and you know everyone there is uh working together to try to improve this this coverage area um you know it's 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 something I, I think um, is going to be really good. Uh, yeah, the other the other concern would just be you know not that it doesn't pan out the way that we all hope it will, and uh, I don't get on very often, or they they stop reaching out to me for advice on stories or anything, you know, and I just don't have the impact that I was hoping to have. Um, but I, I, yeah, I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think it's crucial. I think it's extremely important. I I don't know how much you know about Gun Owners Radio or San Diego County Gun Owners or Inland Empire or anything. You know our, our organizations at all, but it is a major mm-hmm. piece of our strategy to reach out to media. Yeah, I, yep. I think that. The, yeah, actually, I, 
I had uh, someone from your organization on my podcast not not too long ago. Okay, cool. So I it's I think that it's um it's been a huge mistake to uh, you know gun owners have made a huge mistake over the past like thirty years where we've kind of hunkered down and said ah we're going to ignore you know mainstream media mm-hmm. and and then that's yeah. allowed the other side to to tell their story. Um, so I I think that's great. I think it's wonderful, but it it definitely. Just from from my experience with with news, um, it's it still makes it still it still makes me nervous. You know what I mean? That means you're oh, yeah, still not certainly. watching. It, well, it's still it's just the the trust. I'm just like ah, you know, you say one thing and they twist it the other way. Yeah, and look, I, I think I think that's uh, something that CNN is uh, management is aware of that that sort of perception among gun owners, and that's why they want to bring in um someone like me and 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 you know not just me they're trying to bring in people from all kinds of perspectives they've right. got someone from the guardian and someone from the trace so they're you know it's not like they're just becoming um going the exact opposite direction and it's going to be you know written by the nra or anything like that but it's but it's something where they're attempting to have differing perspectives so they can report in a more, you know, give more quality journalism. So, uh, and, and improve uh, accuracy, yeah, at least. You want to see from them. And improve accuracy. So now, are you allowed to just be yourself, or do you have to submit a script as to what you're going to talk about? No, no, you know, it's, I'm totally allowed to be myself and wow. say things I believe. That's what they want me there for, you know, that's everything they've said. Um, that's awesome. You know, and they, they expected backlash and understood when, when there was some backlash uh, from uh, gun control groups, and and it's uh, you know it, it, they seem committed to doing this in a serious way, and, and I've wow. been really thankful for that so far, uh, and I, I think it's going to pan out with better overall journalism, do, and that's that's do, what I want to see, and and I think that's what they want. And by the way, commend you. That's awesome. I think really? it's fantastic. Is it, do they have like a uh, you know like a gun control equivalent? Is there somebody on their staff that's you know the opposite of you? Yeah, yeah, they have um, three hundred and forty-seven thousand. Sure, they, they, but they've got somebody from uh, the Trace, which is um, a publication like the Reload, but um, they're funded in part by you know every town, and so they have that perspective as well. So it's you know, yeah, uh, doesn't mean that I'm going to be writing all their their stories that are about guns, or I'm going to have input into every segment they run or anything remotely like that. It's just. But you're there. Uh, I'm I'm a resource right. for their their shows. You know, these shows are produced by their own teams, and you know, you, uh, hopefully, I'll be able to build relationships with all those teams and uh, be able to give you know an honest perspective to them whenever they are doing a gun story or come on the show and and be um, you know the, the person that they interview. That that sort of thing uh, is what I expect to happen. And you know, I've talked to the other members of the Guns in America. Uh, beat that they're putting together and they, they seem like great people um, who at the very least are you know respectful and, and open to dialogue uh, which is all you can really ask for right? no that that uh, is this, so. is he staying with us yes sir absolutely. hang in here this is way too important don't go anywhere we're gonna just take a quick break this is gun owners radio fm 961 am 1170 the answer Welcome 
Welcome back to Gun Hunters Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Uh, I jumped one page too quick. See that? I'm watching you guys. Hey, is there a more effective tool that empowers a 100-pound woman to defend against a 200-pound attacker? That's why it's so important to women to learn how to defend themselves with the most effective self-defense tool ever invented. For women, led by women, the Not Me program is designed to help with training, purchasing a gun, and getting a concealed carry permit. And guess what? It's free to sign up. Go to notmesd.org. The program is also available in Orange County and the Inland Empire. Get help today. Notmesd.org. Get a bunch of your girlfriends together and have the time of your life. All right, we're going to go back to Stephen, but before we do that, Action Jackson has a very important question for you, Stephen. Oh, yeah. Go for it. Uh, What's your favorite gun? Good question. That's a nine-year-old shooter. That's a nine-year-old shooter that's our co-host, just so you all know. I have a lot. I'm going to say the Chris Vector in full auto. Oh, wow, macro. If that's fair, I don't know. Well, well that, wait a minute. You must not be in California. I was going to say it's not. It's not fair to say that to a bunch of Californians. Since we only have three <laughs> guns on the roster, two BB well, guns and a Glock. I can't afford a, a full auto Chris Vector either. So, <laughs> uh, but I, how about? Um, let's see. I really like the uh, the six hour P three twenty X five. That's a good Although one. That's still not on the roster. <laughs> Hey, well, I'm just impressed you know what the roster is. By the way, everybody, we're talking to Steven Gutowski. He's from The Reload. If you go to thereload.com, um, they describe The Reload. It's an independent, subscriber-supported publication founded by award-winning uh, journalist Steven Gutowski, who we're talking to. I like this section in your in your website here where you, you say that you, it's, uh, The Reload's focused on sober, serious reporting on firearms policy and politics to accomplish those goals no hot takes, no screaming, no manipulating, just reporting. Now I have a feeling that's exactly why you uh, um, got the uh, the gig with CNN. I think that's probably exactly what they're at least attempting. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Uh, and I think that's something that sets us apart at the Reload, uh, a way that we're a little bit different from some of the other gun publications or some of the uh, major media outlets, you know, you know, a lot of major media outlets, they might know politics fairly well. They might understand what's going on Capitol Hill pretty good, but they don't know a lot about guns, right? And then a lot of gun publications, they know a lot about guns. They could tell you the muzzle velocity of, uh, you know, the 5.56 uh, off the top of their head, but uh, they might not know as much about what's going on on Capitol Hill. And so we try to, to bridge that gap, and I think that is something that's been appealing to uh, CNN, you know, we don't we don't run editorials. We don't we try to stay away from uh, hot takes, uh, and we we try to focus on reporting and analysis. And I think that's what they want from me. Do you have you know something happened to me a few years ago? Uh, New York Times reached out, um, not not exactly a pro gun, you know, media outlet or thought of as a pro gun media outlet, right? Would you? I don't know. If, sure. Would you? You'd agree that New York yeah, Times doesn't, yeah. right? I mean, that's not a outlandish thing. I would thing agree. Yeah. They yeah. reached out and they said, "Hey, we're running this story." on ARs, basically, or assault weapons. I forget how they phrased it. Semi-automatic guns, assault weapon ban. Something having to do with ARs. Um, mm-hmm. the, uh, um, th- they said, we really want to get this right. 
And we want to get more things right when it comes to guns. We want more accuracy is really what they were describing. So will you help mm-hmm. us out? And I got really excited because I mean, that's the New York Times. Like, oh, all right, cool. Help sure. them out. You know, they said, hey, what about this? What about that? You know, what about the other thing? Explain this to me. And I helped them with the accuracy of, of their story. But then the story came out. And it was as anti-gun as you could get, but it was extremely mm-hmm. accurate. <laughs> it was, in other words, well, they got all the terminology right, but it was still. And I felt, I felt really betrayed. Did they spell your name right? They spell. Mm. I, I, honestly, I think they they didn't even use my name, which I was kind of thankful oh, wow. for. I was gonna say, I'm like, oh god, thank God, because I don't want to be it. You know, what what are your thoughts on that? I I, I guess uh, when well, I before asked earlier, you do that, did you respond back to him and say, excuse me? I, honestly, I think I just walked away because oh. the like I said, they they had all the terminology correct. You know, they didn't say mm-hmm. like fully semi-automatic or whatever. You know what I mean? They had all the terminology correct, but then I felt like I just contributed to making their opinion um, valid, less attackable. You know, and I was like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. and it really kind of made me step back and rethink some things. And I don't know if it was kind of a rookie thing or I had blinders on because it was such a big publication. I was impressed. What are your thoughts on that though? And, and when I asked you in your fir- in the first part of the segment, like what, what are your, what, what's your, what are your fears? That's kind of what I was thinking. Is that something that scares you mm-hmm. that that might happen? Yeah. Uh, well, that's actually really interesting, right? Because, um, you know, for me, it's, uh, you know, I do my best to help reporters understand the issue and, report on it accurately and i can't you know i I, uh, there's not as much you can do about what their editorial point of view is going to be you know what i mean like it it sounds like we were talking about here like they got the facts right but what they were arguing for what they were pushing for with this piece it was anti-gun right that's that's what you're saying right it, it was kind yeah, of a that's, that's look. Harder, if, right? It was kind of a look. If yeah, you're I, gonna, I get what you mean. If you're gonna ban ARs, this is the way to do it. Right. And I'm like, oh my god! I kind of, you know, right. I kind of helped right. them. Well, this is kind of right. this is kind of the question I had about when you go on air. And I guess the second part yeah. of my question is, when you go on air, is it live or is it live to tape? And if it's live to tape, do you get to see what they've done? It'll it'll probably almost always be live. Okay. I understand what you mean though. You're, you're saying, well, what happens if you, you go on in good faith right. and, uh, and, and then they manipulate what you're saying to, to, uh, to push a different point of view than what you're trying to advocate for. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, and that, that's always a risk, but I think, um, I, you know, I don't get the, any any okay. um, right. sign, sign that CNN is going to try to do something like that with me, um, and and I would you know I, it, to me it's like it's one thing if um, you know uh, the reporter takes you out of context or they uh, get facts wrong that when they're talking about something it, it's something it's different it's a different issue where all right they got everything right and they listen to what you said in terms of how to describe this properly, but you didn't like the, the message that they were putting forward mm-hmm. with, with the reporting. Mm-hmm. Like I get that. And that's, and, and you know, that's just something you can't really um, control in terms of like it, the New York times is a editorially, a liberal publication. Their, their, right. their editors, their point of view is left wing. They're in New York city, right They're, they're, um, 
And, and so their publication is going to be more favorable from an editorial standpoint, from like how they look at the world uh, towards gun control mm -hmm. than you or I might be. But uh, I still think it's valuable to help reporters even in those situations because it's important for us to be able to talk from the same understanding of how things work, the same language, the same um, um, you know, fundamental basics about how guns work, how gun laws work, what we think should be different about them. We should at least be able to have that conversation from the same standing, you know, same starting point, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So even though they put out a piece that who's, um, you know, what they're advocating for is very different from what you believe, it probably is still better off for you having, that, that's my point of view on things, at least. Like, you're better off talking to them and helping them at least get the facts right uh, um, so you can have a more reasonable conversation with somebody after they, they write a piece like that. It's like, okay, I'm, at least we can, we're starting from the same point. Now I don't agree with, uh, you know, the, the position that you're pushing and here's why, right. but at least we can have a, uh, an actual conversation about it instead of like, Oh, I want to ban the fully semi-auto, <laughs> right. you know, rounds that explode the lungs through the Kevlar, but you know, I mean, like right, right. there's a lot of gibberish out there. And I think you're better off, um, even in a situation. Now, if they if they take you out of context, if they if they quote you and try to imply that you're supportive of of whatever uh, position they're pushing when you're not, that's a different problem, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's an ethical problem. That's like, uh, you know, then you'd you'd want to complain or, or go to another reporter and have them write about what uh, the Times did to you or whatever publication right. might be. Now, I don't. I, don't, I would hope that the Times wouldn't do anything like that. They have, uh, you know, standards for for that sort of thing. No professional reporter should be taking you out of context or, or, or pretending you support a position you don't. But, but you get the difference there that I'm trying to make. No, I, I get it. I, I'm just saying from the CNN. Have you have you done any segments so far? And have you watched them? And there, everything is exactly what you stated. Yeah, yeah, right. absolutely. I've done several. And all right, well, that's because you can always and, walk yeah, there away. There haven't been any issues like that because you can yeah. always walk away. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing about it, too. Like, I, it's a contract, it's a year contract. So, okay. I'm hoping it's go it's going well so far. Yeah, well, no, hang in there for uh, sure. I think it'll it's end good. up well. It's really good. Yeah, I, I mean, if it falls yeah. apart, it falls apart, but uh, but I don't think it will. I, I don't think it will I either. I think, far. I think you sound yeah. to, your work and the and the and I think you're tough enough to make this thing work. And and uh, I think you've you've made a huge leap. Um, yeah. and, uh, but I think it's an important one. How much do you think the Bruin decision, uh, helped them make the decision to, to reach out to you? That's a good question. I mean, it probably, it probably has an effect, right? Because it's going to generate a lot of news. You know, the, the Bruin decision is changing the legal landscape for guns in America. And so there's going to be a lot more news stories coming out of the courts uh, you know, in the coming months and years. I mean, you've already seen it. Uh, you guys have seen it out in there in California a little bit, but uh, there have been a lot of major rulings um, because of the Bruin decision already, and it's only been a couple of months. So I would imagine that that, that played a role in terms of they want to staff up a little bit on uh, this topic because it's going to be more of a prevalent news story uh, around the country thanks to that Supreme Court ruling. It it does feel like the uh, it feels like the ruling might have, may have kind of 
it, it almost feels I don't know. I mean, I wasn't you know, I wasn't in the room when they when they decided to give you a call, but it almost feels like it's like, well, we better we this is the new reality. You know, this is the new culture and and uh, you know, we bet we better we better get on top of this, you know? Um, which is I think a really really good sign. Can't tell you how much I appreciate you Seriously. taking that role and coming on and talking to us about it. Um, wish you the very, very best of luck. I hope that we stay in talk, touch. Yeah, I was going to say, I hope to talk to you yeah. a lot. And uh, congratulations. All right, buddy. Man, Thank I tell you. you. Appreciate it. So, if people want to follow you around, what's a good way to do it? Yeah, you can go to thereload.com and sign up for our free weekly newsletter, or you can follow me on Twitter at Stephen Gatowski. All right, buddy. All right, we're going to take a quick break, folks. Thank you very much. We're going to talk to Sam the Gunman right after we come back on Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back. This is Action Jackson Radio, commonly known as Gun Owners Radio, right here on FM. You're almost ready to take over, right? Uh, yep. I have a sneaky feeling. This is FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. I like I like your frames there. Thank you. Yeah, it looks good. They were they were gray a minute ago. Did you see that, Dave? They were gray a minute ago. Now they're black. Wait a minute. Look at that. Uh, what? What is that guy that... Uh, it's like a spy. Mr. Gadget. Yeah. Uh, you know, pr- yeah. Wait, Inspector Gadget. Inspector Gadget. Almost a professor. You know who Inspector Gadget? No, you don't. Uh, not yet. Yeah. You don't even know who Spanky and the gang are. <laughs> All right. Hey, a self-defense event happens in seconds. <laughs> in the time it takes to listen to this commercial, your life could change forever. forever. And I pray... It didn't say four. No, no, change forever. I was just repeating. Don't I was ever, emphasizing forever. Don't ever do that again. Right, I am right in the middle of my great read here. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, <laughs> Where's that one word you hate that I screwed? Uh, he took it out. No, that was in the other one. I, I don't Frustrated. think. Frustrated. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Hey, but I pray you never are forced to shoot in self-defense. But if you must, then you got to be ready. And that's why USCCA exists, because every responsibly armed American should have the training and education to navigate a self-defense situation. And should you ever need it, the 24-7 critical response team is right there for you. To discover more about the USCCA, visit uscca.com slash G-O-R. Act now because the life you save could be your own. That's uscca.com slash G-O-R. All right, it's everybody's favorite segment, Stump My Nephew. Sam the Gunman is, of course, my nephew. And we found out years ago he's really good at gun trivia. So if you send us a question and it has to do with uh, gun trivia and we use it on the air, we'll send you a hat or a shirt, whichever you prefer. And if you actually stump my nephew, we will give you a a, uh, a special prize. So um, without further ado, Sam, you there? Yeah, how are you guys? Good, man. How are you? Not bad. All right, cool. Do you do any shooting lately? Uh, not recently. Um, not within the past week anyway. Any new guns? Um, yeah. Oh, you want him to make us feel bad. I know. What'd you get? 
I didn't know this. Um, I picked up at a uh, one of the smaller gun shows we have here locally, uh, one I've actually never been to before. I picked up a Gewehr 98 produced in 1918 uh, by Mauser under contract for the Ottoman Empire. <laughs> Do you have to wait 10 days to get it? I did not have to wait 10 days to get it. Right. You had to wait about 100 years. I hate this kid. Um, yeah, I, I had to wait, uh, what, 105 years, 104 <laughs> years. Well, that's awesome. Is, is this for display, or are you going to fire it? Oh, no, I'm going to shoot it. The bore is in great condition. As wow. soon as I find some 792, I will shoot it. That's fantastic. What made you pick that up? Just general interest? Um, it was a good deal, and when I saw the price tag on it, I pulled my friend over and asked him what was wrong with it. <laughs> wow. Wow. And was there anything wrong with it? Heck no. The guy was just divesting uh, a lot of his collection, so I managed to snag one for a uh, relatively good price. Did you ask him if he's moving to California? I did not. That's the only reason he'd probably do that. <laughs> or he just has well, so- It's a bolt-action military rifle from World War One. I, I don't yeah. think it's banned in California. Everything's banned in California. I do find that people outside of like you know like the six or seven states, California, Massachusetts, yeah, yeah. like all you know the, the states that have really restrictive gun laws. Um, people who uh, in these other free states um, are are much more likely to you know re- get rid of their guns. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they buy so many guns. Oh that yeah, they don't just have like, a problem. Eh, here you go. Yeah, exactly. Where we hang on to everything we, we yeah, got. We hoard. Yeah, we hoard them because you never know. All right, my friend, the other place that you're going to be able to see Sam the Gunman is on our in our, our blog section. He now writes a blog a week for us, and uh, uh, you, you're going to post a new one tomorrow, right? Um, yes, it will be a book review. That's all the information you're getting from me thus far. <laughs> okay, a book review. Fantastic. Okay. Like Choose Your Own Adventure, because Action Jackson here brought me a Choose Your Own Adventure book. Yeah. Uh, those are great, but it's not one of those. All right. All right, here we go. Action Jackson, are you ready to ask the uh, Sam the Gunman the question here? Uh, yep. Fire away, my friend. All right. Charles from Los Angeles asks, which famous firearm designer started when he was 16 years old? Charles from Los Angeles. Thanks very much for writing in. Um, which famous firearm designer, designer started when he was 16 years old? Um, part of me wants to say John Browning, but I had thought it was 14. Um, I, it, first of all, it, is it John Browning? Well, we can't, we, you gotta have a final answer. You can't, we, yeah, you're not gonna, you know what? You gotta pick, pick John a, Moses Browning. That's going to be my final answer. Unfortunately, that is not correct. Okay. N- not, you want, but we will give you, we'll give you a, a second, uh, you win a second guess. That's not fair. What uh, I just just that for would fun. Not be fair to the person asking the question. Well, we're not gonna. We won't count it, but just for fun. You and, gotta, and we're not gonna give him anything anyway. So yeah. it's not to worry. <laughs> I don't know. How about Bill Ruger? No, no that's two not even three. The okay. So here's the answer. The revolver was first created by Samuel Colt when he was 16 years old on a voyage to Calcutta aboard the brig Corvo. Colt had the idea for a type of revolver while at sea, inspired by the capstan, or windlass, which had a ratchet and pawl mechanism that he would later say gave him the idea for the revolver designs. You know what's interesting about that is maybe a year ago, Sam, didn't we have a question about the, the, his, his uh, design 
and uh, it's inspiration by a, a capstan and a windlass. I think so. Yeah, there was there was a, a question coming from the other direction about uh, what inspired the revolver design, but uh, the uh, the sixteen thing is is something that I did not know or that had slipped my mind. That didn't come up in that other last question. I didn't know he was sixteen. Jeez. Mm. When he designed it, that's pretty amazing. Good question, though. Who uh, who wrote that in? John from Los Angeles, you said. Um, yeah. What was the guy's name? Charles. Charles. Charles from L.A. Listening Charles from, from Los Angeles. Great question. You got me this time. The City right. of Angels. Thank you, Charles. That was an excellent question. Yeah. Well, uh, we're gonna give you a hat or a shirt, and then we'll give you a special prize. I don't know what it'll be, but maybe we'll uh, reach out to you and see what you want, and we'll uh, we'll get you all figured out. Maybe uh, Orange County. What's that? Denny Spaghetti. Denny Spaghetti. Maybe it'll be Denny Spaghetti. Orange County Gun Owners is going to have their gun prom coming up in the spring, so maybe we'll give you a couple of tickets. That's just uh, maybe about 45 minutes or an hour drive from you, so maybe maybe we'll get that. All right, my friend. Well, we look forward to seeing your book report tomorrow. Uh, how's it been writing the articles for us? Um, it's good. I, I like being able to cover uh, a wide variety of different 2A-related topics. Um, it's It's fun and refreshing because a lot of the blogs out there just hammer on one point and until it, it kind of makes you sick. Whereas, uh, the SDCGO blog is uh, a lot more varied and interesting. Yeah, it is. Hey, do you, are you, uh, do you, do you, are you, do you subscribe to the reload? Uh, no, I don't. Steven, uh, Katowski, if you heard of that before? No, I, I've never heard of that. So we, he, he, the reload is a, you know, it's a gun, uh, website, Magazine. yeah, like the, you know, like a newsletter, and uh, we just interviewed him. He's going to be a Second Amendment contributor on CNN, believe it or not. Oh wow, very cool! Looks like their uh, CNN's kind of, kind of. What would you say, Dave? Just kind of mix- trying to bring the ship right. Yeah, trying to. Yeah, there you well, go. Well, or maybe she tell the truth, and they're not making any money, and they're bleeding money like like crazy. So they're right now decided they better you know get with the program or the boat's going to sink. Yeah, they checked their capstan and their windlass. Yeah, they sure they decided did. to <laughs> steer the boat to the right. And they're going to give this guy free range. They're not going to they're not going to critique his his reporting. And it's almost like a, a very dull light in a very dark room. But it's a well, light. very dull light in a very dark room. I think it's it's actually he's going to be the one critiquing. I, it, it sounds like you know they're going to say, "Hey, this is what we're going to say," and he's going to go be like, "No, not nope. that, not that, not that." This, that's this, what I'm this. thinking yeah. too. A technical advisor, a yeah. technical advisor. Exactly. So I think that's huge. I mean, kind of an honor that they would even reach out and and because the last person who did that to Mike changed his whole story. So that did, that didn't <laughs> well, they, no, they didn't. It's. it's I, I hope it works because I remember I in the too. '80s, you know, Lynn Russell and CNN and. You know, it was a it was actually a good uh, good source of information, and then they they just took a really weird turn, and now CNN's kind of a kind of a joke. And I mean, I, that's not good. No I want, I don't want CNN to be a joke. I want CNN to be a, a reliable news source, and they haven't been in a long time. CNN, uh, MSNBC, NPR, um, oh you know, God. PBS, they're not. They have a ridiculous bias, and. I, I don't want that. I want them to be reliable. I don't want them to be right or left. I want them to be news. That's right. So I hope, I wish them the very best. Well, you know, life. they got to fire everybody and get real journalists in there then. What's up? If they could find any. Well, that's what I'm saying. And who's going to go to work for them? Oh, this guy did. Action Jackson. Yep. Yeah, but you're really expensive. I've seen your request. <laughs> 
I've I've seen your expense report. Yeah, that's right, young man. I mean, Legos, Jolly cookies, Ranchers, and you don't like M M&M and M peanuts, so that's a negative. <laughs> yeah. I never said I didn't like M M&M and M peanuts. You said you like them with you like the chocolate ones better. He's thinking about it. Look at these two. This is the weirdest conversation. Yeah. Sam, thank you very much. Awesome job as always. Yep. Looking forward to seeing your book report. And uh, that'll go out in everybody in our newsletter on Thursday. It'll be up on the website probably tomorrow, and then it'll, it'll go out on the newsletter. Hey, and have Thursday. a fabulous Thanksgiving with you and the family. Thanks. You too. Sorry uh, sorry, I caught you a couple of tickets. Nah, that's okay. It's coming out of Mike's paycheck. All right, folks. Hey, subscribe to our show. Give us a five-star review. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify. And do us a favor, stop by our great sponsors. Join San Diego County Gun Owners. Join Orange County Gun Owners. Join Inland Empire Gun Owners if you're in the area. The Dillon Law Group, Sage Street, San Diego Flight Training International, U.S. Concealed Carry. Thank, big, big thanks to Sam the Gunman, Action Jackson, Brendan Thomas, and Bob Siegel's in the wings. Don't you dare touch that dial. Right here on... FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.